tail end of the game last night. Irving upset, didn't get the call. He is, oh, oh my goodness! All right, this is Mike Watkins, and welcome to the Goat Arena Show for our very first episode. Hannah and I will be doing weekly shows on the NBA, talking about what happened this week and keeping up with storylines. Hey, Hannah. Hey, guys. And we'll start with the Nets. We'll start by talking about how they look. They played all three games looking great. But what do you think about the Nets? I don't know how, how you think they're looking. Honestly, their first two games, just like winning by blowouts, was really impressive. Kyrie and KD just like scoring, you know, what they usually do. And overall, the team looked really good. But I think like losing um, Dinwiddie for the season is going to hurt a little. But they still look like one of the best teams in the East. Definitely. Yeah, I was thinking that too. When they lost Spencer Dinwiddie, I was like, wow, that's a big loss. Like in terms of you know having that go-to score off the bench, I mean they still got you know Lavert and they got guys that can that can get their own and Harris and whatnot that can get buckets. But on top of being a bucket getter, he was a key facilitator. So losing him, I, I think, I think that's big, you know. And yeah. even without Spencer, I mean there'll still be a really good team. But I mean the question's how good? Like how how good of a team do you think they can be? You know? Um, I think they can. They still have like. Eastern Conference Finals potential, but like they did lose like one of their best scorers. So, and then other guys are gonna have to like step up too. Definitely, yeah, I agree too. Definitely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean, but as far as how they have been looking though, like you said, like they'll still be. I think they'll still be the best team in the East. I mean, the Bucks are looking. Nice, but I think they'll still be the best team because of how they looked so far. I mean, and you can attribute some of that to Spencer, but I think a big part of that was their lead guys setting the tone. Yeah, like I didn't expect them to be like one of the best defenses in the league because like they don't have like any elite defenders on their team really. But it's like all about effort. They're like they're coached very well too with Steve Nash. So exactly. So I think that's been key, you know, Katie and Kyrie trying on defense. Katie actually yeah. being borderline elite, low-key low key on defense. I mean, I know they have that that thing circling around about Terry Rozier dunking on him, but, I mean, that's yeah. that he's actually contesting. You know what I'm saying? Because when you can tell, like, Rudy Gobert has been on, like, 20 of those because he's actually playing defense. When you play defense, that's going to happen. So I, I like that. I don't think that's a bad sign. Yeah, I like, yeah, like- uh, I KD coming back from that kind of injury, like I didn't expect him to like really put effort defensively and that kind of stuff. But yeah, he has, and which led to like the Nets. You know, he set the tone for all the other guys. You know. Definitely. Yeah, but I agree. And honestly, I guess one more thing about the Nets, I was thinking about too, was how KD and Kyrie, how they how they create opportunities for others because. The fact that you have to, you know, guard them when they go in the pan or whatever, it makes easy shots for like Harris, for example. You know, he's able to just hit threes mm-hmm. wide open or whatnot. Yeah. So I like uh, just I, find I, them I, in the corner, just like there. sitting there. Exactly. You just chilling, like, hey, I'm ready. You know, just <laughs> chilling there, just drinking tea, just sitting on a stool or something, just waiting for the ball. I mean, that's basically that's basically what he's doing because you got a double, triple Kyrie, and it's tough. But yeah, you know, they they look good. I mean, I was still. I would still pick the Lakers, but they, they're they looking like one of the teams that I wouldn't want to face if I was Lakers, but 
that's that's what I'm thinking, you know. But yeah, same. Then transition to our next topic. What did you think about like some last week's games? You know, there were a lot of games that were going on last week. Um, I think Paul George was solid. Um, he played very well against like the Lakers and um, what was the other game? He played very well. But like against the Nuggets, I think. Oh yeah, Nuggets. Yeah. Um, yeah, he played, but like those two, and then against like the Mavs, they lost by like fifty, which was really embarrassing. Like I was watching that game, I'm like, what? You you couldn't even score like fifty at the half or anything like that. But, um, out there, I would, I would have got a bucket somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I feel like the Clippers showed like how weak they really are without Kawhi. So that's why I don't, I don't really see them making it far again this year. Yeah, I mean, that's my thoughts on that on that particular matchup too with with the Clippers with all their matchups. Paul George and Kawhi, they looked good, right? Versus the Lakers, they looked really good. They dominated on on both ends. You know, Montrez Montrez was giving AD trouble, and that and I think that's a positive sign because the reason they picked, I mean, not Montrez, I'm tripping. Sergi Baca was giving AD trouble. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that's good because the reason they picked him up is like, hey, we want we need someone to guard AD. He, he showed he hey he could he can he can do his song, and then. Yeah. And the Nuggets, they looked they looked good too. But like you said, when it came down to the Mavs, I mean, it was a depleted Mavs team because KP wasn't there, right? I mean, that's inexcusable. Yeah. Kawhi out. That's inexcusable because, in my opinion, the the KP loss was bigger than the Kawhi one to me. And that may be controversial, but I think well, I that because, I think that because the Mavs team. I mean, I was watching first take the other day, and Mark Cuban put it this way: the Mavs are two different teams. With KP, there's a team with KP, a team without KP, and I don't know why, but without Kristaps Porzingis, they're just so terrible. But we've seen the Clippers without Kawhi win games. You know what I'm saying? We've seen them look still like a good, well-oiled machine. So that's why it's like, and, and to me, Paul George and Kawhi are kind of redundant. That's why I wasn't big on their fit when they went. They kind of do the same things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. While the Mavs don't have anyone that could replicate what KP does, so when you don't have him, who do you replace him with? We don't have Kawhi. Paul George can replace him to some degree. He can defend. He can pass. He can, you know what I'm saying? So to me, like, the Mavs should have had a more of an excuse to lose, in my opinion. Even though Kawhi's a better player, I think KP was more important to what the Mavs do. He provides space, and he, he, he anchors that defense. When he's not there, that defense, statistically, it's just they, they really need KP, you know. So, yeah, about, but that, that's my opinion. Like, and, and even if you want to say Kawhi was more important, you shouldn't. I mean, there, it was a historic loss since the shot clock era. No team has ever had a deficit that bad going into halftime. I mean, that's inexcusable. When you got Paul George, you got Lou, you got you got a good team. I mean, you know, that was terrible. But what do you think about? You know, are there any other matchups that stood out to you as well? Um, I think the Pacers have been really impressive. Like, I don't know if they'll keep it up, but. They're like three and zero right now, and they looked really good against the Celtics. Oh yeah, definitely. Who are at the top of the Eastern Conference, one of the best teams too. And like a team that looked really bad to me was like the Warriors. They they like look like Kelly Oubre has been like trash like 
<laughs> he's been trash. <laughs> so has Wiggins, but like I knew that I knew Wiggins would be trash this season. Say with your chest, huh? That's facts. That's facts. Don't be saying they were garbage. Like Wiggins, literally. I mean, not Wiggins. Super water. That's that's it. <laughs> <They were> Ubre <always. laughs> literally cannot make a shot that's not like a dunk. Like the the best thing he's good at doing is looking good. Basically, <laughs> he's just there to like look good. <laughs> like yeah. I feel bad for Steph. Like. Like, they barely beat the Bulls yesterday. Like, Damian Lee had to, like, hit that shot to, to beat the Bulls, who I think is, like, the worst team in the league right now. Like, come on. Just... Like, that team is just so bad. Like, they probably won't make the playoffs. Yeah, that's, that's rough. And, I mean, for those who follow Go to Randy, I saw a post I made. Give my thoughts and sentiments on, on Golden State and based around along what Han was saying, you know, Steph Curry's having to deal with two players – that can't buy a shot right now, can't buy a shot at mm-hmm. all right now. Who were expected to be their, their like second and third best exactly. player? They were expected to be the second player. I mean, it's like you gave them a, a real gun and you told them, hey, hit this target, and you had a whole bunch of people around them. They would just hit the people, they would hit the crowd. It would be, you know, it would be terrible. You wouldn't be able Ricky, James, Ricky <laughs> James Wiseman has been better than them. Yeah, He's been better. That, that shouldn't be the case. Kelly Oubre looking good last year, you know, giving you 17 plus. I don't know what happened to him, too. Like, how do you just go from being a solid NBA player to being, like, trash? Like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. And then Wiggins. Maybe they felt a lot of pressure. Maybe it's a mental thing. But I think another part of it, too, and I mentioned this in the post, was that I feel like they're trying to – when you watch them, it looks like they're trying to run the same system. And to be fair to them, you know, Mookie, and he's a member of Go brought this out. Steve Kerr only had so much time to prepare after Clay. So it's like, how, how much time do you have to change your yeah, system? Yeah, that was so sudden. Too. But they're having them still shoot, you know, a lot of threes. In fact, about like half Kelly's Ubre's shot attempts are threes. So that's kind of making it hard, too, to get in the rhythm when you're forced to shoot. When you're when you're on a cold streak and you're forced to shoot shots that you're not even that good at, like Kelly can hit those, but that's not, that's not his bread and butter. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not like a three-point guy. So that makes it hard to get into rhythm. So maybe Steve Kerr as a coach can change it up and I would do something. But until they do that, Steph's going to have trouble having to get around double, triple teams. The game plan, all those games when I was watching, it was just been focused on Steph. Go out, Steph. Wiseman has been his only bright spot. You know what I'm saying? His only bright spot. He could hit him down low. But you need your perimeter guys to show up, especially because Steph likes to get his buckets off the ball a lot. And he can't do that right now, you know. So – Coach, change it up. And also maybe just for now, have Steph be more ball dominant, kind of like Dame and Harden are. I mean, just have him dominate the ball, dictate everything. Yeah, definitely. But it's just been tough. I mean, it's, you know, it's just been tough for them. And then another matchup I thought was interesting. I don't know how you felt about this one, but the Brooklyn versus the Celtics matchup, the Nets versus the Celtics. I thought that was interesting, you know, because it, it, to me, Brooklyn proved they're a good defensive team. I mentioned earlier, first defensive rating, but you saw KD just giving Tatum trouble. I mean, it was just crazy watching what he was doing to Tatum, you know, and just the whole team defensively just going at it, going for steals, intensity on both ends, and showing their depth because the Celtics, I noticed the Celtics don't have a bench at all, man. Like, they don't have, I mean, it's terrible. They don't really have much. I'm really skeptical skeptical about the Celtics. Very <laughs> skeptical. And Kimba being out, what do you think about that? Because, I mean, I think that's a big loss. They, they don't, from, to me, I didn't see another point guard that could replace them. 
I, I you know, I, I like Brown and Tatum as passers. They've improved, but they had a lot of turnovers. And so did that rookie they were playing in, at the guard spot too, because to me, they're just not those playmakers. I, I think that's a big loss, Kemba. Yeah. Um. When is Kemba coming back? That's a good. I'm honestly, I'm honestly not sure. I hope it's. He, he's been really injury prone. To be honest, yeah, he's been really injury prone, and that's what got you thinking like maybe they need to get a point guard somewhere, because Tatum and Brown, I mean, they're good. They're how to put it, they're solid enough passers, but they're not ideal playmakers. Like having them set up, and Celtics having so many turnovers kind of showcases that they really need to get that point guard there to truly, you know, get that offense going, or else they're not going far in the playoffs. It's going to be Bucks and maybe Brooklyn West Coast final, something like that, but. Yeah, that that was. Yeah, I feel like, like, my opinion. I feel like Philly is better than the Celtics. Like, I feel like a point guard like Kyle Lowry would be perfect for the Celtics. Like perfect, because like Kemba is like more like you know. You know he looks to score like he's not past first guy or anything like that, and like, I'd rather a point guard be like Kyle Lowry to like complement Brown and Tatum better and stuff. I think he's a better leader too. No offense to Kemba, but I think. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, yeah, and a better defender too. Yeah, so it's the Celtics better, and I think I think the Celtics should like like part with Kemba soon, like trade him or something, if they can, mm-hmm. while he still has some value. Exactly, exactly. Yep, yep. So that's that's you know that's what I was thinking, and I guess the last matchup I wanted to talk about personally was the Rockets versus Blazers. You know, I thought. <clears throat> That was a fun game. <laughs> that was a very fun game. A lot of offense, not not too much defense. You know, Dame was getting buckets. CJ, man, CJ, CJ reminds me of Paul George of that, in that when he's cold, he's cold, but when he's hot, he's hot. And he was hot. He was hot. He was cooking. But mm-hmm. even though the Rockets lost, I think it's a positive sign because I mean, Cousins wasn't playing. You know, we had we had John Wall not playing. It was you know, so we had a lot of guys out, and we still kept it close. And it took. <laughs> A 44-point game from CJ, like a crazy game he's probably not going to have again. I mean, he can get hot, but not like that, you know, for them to beat us without John Wall. And I, and I like I like Wood, man. I like Wood, that Wood and Harden dynamic. Wood was, he was very impressive. Man, Wood is nasty. Wood is like, I call him baby AD. <laughs> he's like a, he's like a, I'm not going to say poor man, but he's like a lesser Anthony Davis, right? He, he can he can shoot from different spots, right? Very versatile, good and pick and roll. Yeah. Going to pick a pops too because he get he could hit that shot. But he doesn't have the same handle as AD to me. Like AD has a better handle. I think that's partly because he played point. You know what I mean? Better handle. I like AD mm-hmm. defensively better. But I mean, he's 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 got all those moves, man. He got all. He's so versatile, so versatile. Yeah, I I really like that. Like him and Harden combined for like like seventy five points. I think that's crazy. And like twenty assists. <laughs> And it was his de- it was his debut too, which was really impressive. Like, sorry, like on the Pistons, like he started and like a lot of people were like skeptical. They're like, "Oh, that was like a small sample size." Like I don't know, like if he'll replicate this on like any other team. And like there he is, like dropping 31, 13 mm-hmm. in his debut. Like he's gonna be a very important part of the. Rockets probably be like their like second best player, Definitely. De- depending on how Boogie and Wall play. You know they're not themselves anymore, but 
I think Wood is like one of the most underrated players in the league. So I agree, hundred percent. You know, and and some Pistons fans and goat like goat arena like Judah were trying to tell me, like, hey, he's a great pickup, man. Y'all y'all gonna love him. He's gonna give you twenty four night. I'm like, I don't know, man. It was a short stretch, you know. But I mean, we'll see. And hey, he's been right so far. You know, Wood has been getting his own, getting buckets. Just really good player. I mean, you know, I don't think he's transcended like AD, but I think he's at his peak. He's still like a really good star player, you know, close to superstar. I think so. He's he's worth having. You know, maybe that will motivate Harden to stay. But regarding the Blazers, though, what I got from that is I don't know if they're going to be as good as I thought they were you know, as a team because Dame hasn't been that hot. And I don't know. They just haven't. I mean, we're just a few games in, but. Yeah, like, yeah, like Dame didn't even have his best game. Like, if you if you watch the game, you could see like he was like struggling with his shot, missing a lot of shots. But he, though, and then he's he, even it wasn't even his best game. He had a, he had thirty two, and like nine assists and stuff. Exactly. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like the Blazers like a lot of people are like, oh, they'll be a top three seed and stuff like that. That's what I thought. Like they could be a top three seed, but like I don't think they're a top five team mm-hmm. in the West. That's true. Like, like I take the map over there. Top three is a seed, but you're not that good as a team. Just yeah, like it doesn't really matter where you place. To be honest, you the teams that place like lower than you can still be better than you. Exactly. I mean, that's the truth. That's the truth. We saw that with the Mavs. I mean, taking the Clippers six games. KP was healthy. Maybe would have beat that higher seeded team. So yeah, that's facts. And and I guess. Good transition, though. We looked at these last week games and whatnot, but what do you think about next week? Any matchups to look forward to? Anything to look out for, you know? Um, I'm I'm kind of excited for, like, the Heat versus Bucks. And I think they verse twice next week. Wait, do they? Hmm. I think they verse twice next week. Yeah, I believe, yeah. yeah. Um, back-to-back days. That's, that's weird. <laughs> It'd be funny if like Heat wins both. Like I, I'd, I'd laugh because the Bucks, like, like they literally just got blown out by the Knicks. Like that's true. Which I'm a Knicks fan, so that made me happy. They looked really like they couldn't defend us. Which that's weird because like they have like they're like one of the best defensive teams in the league, and they let Alfred Payton drop like I think like 29 or something like that. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that was like twenty seven. That that was funny. It's crazy, you know. He kind of likes to pass, so if he dropping, I mean, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. That's not, yeah, not, he had like tennis too, I think. Yeah, that's not a good. Yeah, that should be yeah. But what about that matchup you you look forward to? Is it like a you, you want to see Jimmy go at at Giannis or something or something? Um, like I think the Heat is better. The, I think they're a better team. Like I'm really high on the Heat this year. Like, I wasn't high on them last year, too. But, like, this year, I think – I'll save my bold prediction for later. But – um. <laughs> okay. Uh-oh. So, you get something about them either. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, so- I, I would like that matchup, too, just to see. And also, I mentioned this in Go Arena as well. If you're watching, you could, you could check out the post. It was regarding basically the how the Bucks are looking so far. And I talked about how – I mean, I like how they're having Giannis – play a little more like a big man at times, you know, having them more on the block, sometimes having Drew initiate the offense sometimes, you know, little changes like that. But with that being said, you know, I still think, like you said, they got to work on some things, get get accustomed defensively, offensively. 
as a unit, try to figure stuff out because they haven't been, I don't know, they just haven't looked as great. I mean, I like I like the changes they're making, but in terms of like producing with those changes, that's kind of what I that's kind of what I, I need to see. I like Drew. I like the playmaking he brings, you know, the defense. I like the way he he guarded Steph. I mean, he locked up Steph in their matchup. Yeah, but and Middleton too. Teams, as a player, like, I gotta I gotta see it gel together better. Yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna end here. Thank you so much for listening or watching. If you saw it on YouTube. Yeah, thanks guys for listening. We'll be back next week to talk about more NBA. This is our very, very first episode. So it would really mean a lot to be the first to subscribe and give it five, five stars or hit that like button if you're watching on YouTube. Thank you guys and we'll see you next week.